We extend to you a warm welcome. This would ordinarily be the Sunday evening sermon, March the 7th. We're glad you decided to listen to this recorded sermon. As the book of Acts comes to a conclusion, Luke gives us this account in Acts chapter 28 concerning Paul in Rome. The statement is, he lived there two years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. He was proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And Luke adds, he was doing this with all boldness and without hindrance. When people obey the gospel, they become citizens of the kingdom. Paul wanted to teach about Jesus Christ with such boldness and clarity. People would obey the gospel and then take up the blessings and obligations of being kingdom citizens while they're here on earth. In Colossians 1.13, writing to Christians, Paul said, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. That's where we live now. We live as citizens in the kingdom of his beloved son, though we are here on earth. If you are a Christian, you are a citizen in Christ's kingdom. All right. What always accompanies citizenship? Duty, the obligations of citizens. Now, where would we find those obligations specified and explained? In the New Testament, and one very good place, Colossians chapter 3. I want to talk about kingdom obligations from the third chapter of Colossians. And to gain maximum benefit, I will highly recommend that you have your New Testament open with me, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Paul, to the Christians in Colossae in chapter 3, we're going to concentrate on what he says that pertains to kingdom obligations. Number one, keep your mind on things that are above. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Keep your mind on things that are above. One of our persistent problems is distraction. We live here on earth temporarily, there are responsibilities we have here on earth. There are intriguing and exhilarating events and endeavors here on earth that seem to pull on us. The danger is to gradually get so involved and fixated on the things of the earth 
we lose sight of what Paul calls the things that are above where Christ is. We may become disconnected from the reality that we are on a journey, there is a destination. There is a constant awareness we need to have. Studies like this that we're doing now can help us remember this world is not our home. I know there are times when we are focused on heavenly things. When in prayer, during a Bible study or a Bible reading like this in a song service, singing about heaven, but there is an ongoing frame of reference or persistent attitude kingdom citizens must maintain, a mindset that is heavenly. We faithfully discharge our earthly duties, yes, but our reality is we were raised with Christ and made alive so that we can seek the things that are above. This, of course, is reminiscent of what the Lord said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 19 and 20. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Think of investing, long-term investing of your life to God and to that inheritance reserved in heaven according to 1 Peter 1, verse 4. All we do here, all the earthly duties and concerns, should never distract us from the things that are above. Kingdom obligation number one in Colossians, the third chapter, keep your mind where it ought to be. This is our challenge to take care of things here on earth in a responsible way, yet never forgetting we are citizens of a spiritual kingdom. We are travelers, sojourners on our way to an eternal destination. Here's the passage from the contemporary English version. You have been raised to life with Christ. Now set your heart on what is in heaven where Christ rules at God's right hand. Think about what is up there, not about what is down here on earth. You died, which means that your life is hidden with Christ who sits beside God. Christ gives meaning to your life, and when he appears, you will also appear with him in glory. Kingdom obligation number one, keep the things that are above in your heart. Second, keep sin out of your life. Continuing at verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being created in knowledge after the image of its creator. 
Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. If I let the things that are above slip from my awareness, I become vulnerable. I expose myself to temptation and these sins. In obeying the gospel, we die with Christ to sin. This is brought out earlier in Colossians, back in chapter 2, 11 through 13. The old sinful person is dead and buried when we are baptized. Kingdom citizens are people who have made the choice to be obligated to the king, and that means putting sin to death. In the old King James Bible, Colossians 3 and verse 5 reads, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. See, in 1611, when the King James was translated, to mortify meant to kill, to make, to die. If my mind is set on the things above, if I am spiritually minded, whatever kind of sin arises within my desires or behavior, I want to kill, to make, to die. Once I accept the kingdom obligation to set my mind on the things above, that frame of mind arms me to be ready to kill sin. While sin in general demands penitent reaction, Paul in this passage is very specific. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk, lying, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness. Remember, Paul wrote this letter to people who had been transferred by their obedience to the gospel into the kingdom. As citizens, they had, and we have, kingdom obligations. Set your mind on things that are above and keep sin out of your life. One reason is the wrath of God. Sin attracts God's displeasure. It must also attract the displeasure of his people. Number three, keep your life holy. Continuing in Colossians 3 at verse 12. Keep your life holy. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Keeping sin out, absolutely. Take the filthy garments of sin off and then put on the new. Put into our lives what is right and good and holy. It is a kingdom obligation. I want you to imagine what someone would look like if sin was eliminated, but with nothing good added to that life. Well, it would be blank, empty. Kingdom citizens do not let sin in their lives, but also they put into their lives that which is holy, righteous, in line with the purpose of glorifying God. As chosen ones, we want to be holy as he is holy. So right attitudes, fair treatment of people, love that holds everything together, being forgiving, letting the word of Christ dwell in us, the peace of Christ ruling in our hearts. Take sin out, put virtues in. That's what kingdom citizens do. Number four, keep your house holy. Keep your house holy. In Colossians 3, 18 through 21, wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. This is a table of household duties based on the higher duty of kingdom citizenship. I'll tell you, it has always been true the devil wants to get into your house into your family, to steal and pervert and set on fire everything that's there toward evil outcome that will burn everyone up. For instance, the devil can get into your house through a little wire that is less than a quarter inch. You know what I'm talking about. I remember when I was a boy, Preachers warned about what might come into the home through television. After you got a TV, we had only two channels, the local stations, signed on at six in the morning, signed off at midnight with the national anthem, sometimes had a prayer during the noon hour. Captain Kangaroo, the Mickey Mouse Club, Gunsmoke, some sports, Lawrence Welk on Saturday night. Yes, there was some bad stuff, immodesty and suggestive themes and ads for alcohol and tobacco. How very different it is today with all the stuff that can come through that little cable into your TV, computers, phones, and ultimately into the minds of the people in your family. I shall not describe it in detail. Marriages can be destroyed. Raising children can become a great challenge in the digital age. Here is help from God to keep the devil out of your home. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged kingdom obligations. 
Number five, keep your work holy, your job, your employment, the way you make a living. Colossians 3, 22, down through verse 25, and including verse 1 of chapter 4. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. When the Christian goes to work, he or she must take with him or her the kingdom obligations. Your performance, punctuality, purity, all of that you take seriously in the workplace because you're still a kingdom citizen. You do everything well in the workplace as unto the Lord, not just to build your resume and get paid, though that's good. While that may or may not happen, the primary motive is you're a citizen of the kingdom. Kingdom obligations are to be taken with us wherever we are, servants, masters, employers, employees. If you are Christians, if we are Christians, we are Christians and kingdom citizens wherever we go and whoever we are with. Here's what I want to do. I hope after this recording, you will open your Bible and read Colossians chapter 3. Realizing that if you are a Christian, it is said you are a citizen in the kingdom of Christ, a spiritual relationship with God through Christ in unity with others who have made that choice. Submitting to the authority of the king, there are obligations, blessings here, heaven there, pleasing God, glorifying him now. While we are here, obligations as we love the Lord and seek the things that are above where he is. Thank you. I hope this helped.